Welcome to the WDW for Families podcast, a show dedicated to helping you plan your family's vacation to Walt Disney World. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and we've got a special podcast edition. Let's introduce the panel first. We've got Stephanie here with us. Hello, friends. Yes, and we've got Charity. Hi. And we've got Rusty. Hello. But we've also got Lillian Upzheimer. Lillian, introduce yourself real quick. Hello, everybody. I'm Lillian Upzheimer, and I'm the co-author of the Unofficial Guide to Walt Disney World with Kids, and I am so grateful to be part of your show. Thank you for having me. Well, it's exciting to have you because you have got a wonderful book. And uh, tell everybody where you're originally from and that wonderful accent you sport. <laughs> well, the accent is, 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 is a bit of a mix. Uh, I'm born in Belgium. I'm born in the German-speaking part of the country. So my mother tongue actually is German. However, I learned English the British way. So whatever British nice. sounds you may hear, and I'm sure you will, right? that's where that comes from. That that is that's that's great. How did okay? This is what I want to know about this. You you said before the podcast that you lived in Belgium for twenty some odd years. Is that right? Uh, I'm born in Belgium. Oh, that's right. I moved from Belgium in 1989 to the United States. I was about 28 years old. Okay. And lived in New York for close to 25 years. Okay, and you had a job transition, but how did you end up? With an interest in Disney World, do you know the exact moment? Like, was well, it? Well, I was in love with Disney as a little girl, right? And it was a very convoluted love relationship because my mom took me to see Snow White, right? And it was in this traditional movie theater. Everything is dark, and I do remember that the majority of my time spent was in my mom's lap because I was. Scared from the witch. <laughs> <laughs> I loved every consecutive movie I was introduced to uh, in Europe, but it took me the longest time ever. I do remember that Fantasia to me was more important than Cinderella. Wow! <laughs> and you're not you're not in the majority there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the music because it compelled. Right. It was compelling, and it was something I knew. I knew. Uh, the sounds that you know were played. I knew right. the Greek mythology, so for me, oh my God, here you're showing me this in a child version, and it's wonderful. He's going to open us up with our questions <laughs> about your book here, yes. and Rusty, go ahead and ask. Yeah, so we've got the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World with kids, and one of the things, like, what all goes into the making of the book? I mean. Probably about 400. It's 480 pages. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of material. So what's the process that you go through from start to finish as far as, hey, here's here's how we started this process and (laughs) started collating all this material in? Well, when you compare my book to the big book, who is pretty close to twice the size, the answer to both of them would be the same. It takes a village. It's not only me and my co-author. It's not Bob and I only. There is a huge group of, of researchers behind all that. We have consulted um, psychologists on 
whatever I had to do with children. I mean, I raised the child, so did Bob, so did Lan. But, you know, we still went and asked, um, you know, professional advice on what to do when timeout is um, needed in the parks. Um, we, we have researchers who do the last glamorous job that most people don't even think of. Um, imagine being stationed at MCO and clicking on a little numbering thing how many people are coming down from the baggage claim, picking up the suitcase, going to the Disney Magical Express check-in. And then you have somebody trying to observe how long it takes from the Magical Express checking to being on the bus, uh, on the bus. Sorry about that. And then to kind of relay once they are at the resort how long it took to get there. That's amazing. You you go to that kind of painstaking trouble to get that information. It's not only my book. It's for every unofficial guide. That is crazy. Wow. That's a lot of work you That's guys put into That's the way it. you are supposed to do it because well, otherwise how could you claim that you know right. how long it takes? Well, let me ask you this. Do you do you need somebody to come and work and to uh, <laughs> test every piece of food in, in the park for you? <laughs> I would be painstakingly. I'll wrong. help with that too. <laughs> Okay. To that question, I would really answer in, in my friend Len's um, best answer saying, we all started clicking and, and, and counting hours at the airport. Uh, <laughs> at some point, we will let you do this, <laughs> but you will have to start at the airport. <laughs> okay, so I think the next question we would say is, how did you come up with your rating system? You guys give a oh, rating yeah. system for every attraction, every restaurant, pretty much everything you can think of. How did you come yeah. up with that? Well, the rating system really is based on two things. You have stars and you have points. Right? Mm -hmm. Sure. That's yes. what you're referring yes, to. Yes, yes ma'am. And uh, the stars and the points are both based on real items that we feel are necessary. And then there is a second part that I would call at best subjective. And I want to give you an example for that. Um, if you Read a room, you have to be realistic. You want to know what is it at the minimum I want to see in that room, except for the obvious right. cleanliness. So there is a certain category of items that we do have that are on a list. It's basically a check off. You have it or you don't. Okay. Yeah, that's that and makes then a lot of sense. subjective list who is more as to what is important to you. And that goes both for a hotel or for a ride. Um, is it important to you that you have all the animities in your room or do you just want to pay the minimum and be in the parks? <laughs> right. I personally stay very, very often, um, like what most people think, in, if I stay on property, I stay at the value, so-called Disney <laughs> value resort. Okay, that's interesting. 
<laughs> I do. Which one would you say is your favorite? If I can avoid out of animation. And the reason is because I like the food there. They have <laughs> and they have real plates. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. Um, is it because they have the barbecue chicken waffle there? No, the... I don't like that. I'm Belgian. <laughs> 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 we don't do that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Let's say a two-star between 55 points and 47 points. And that would be a motel. And you could go all the way up to a luxury resort where you can have 100 points uh, till down to a 96. But you have to realize that it all depends to what it is you want. Right. What we want to give our guests is is to understand uh, our readers I'm so sorry is to understand that you know you have to compare apples with apples right right and 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 that's really the thing if i would be asked where can i stay tomorrow <laughs> without worry i think i would have an answer and still have a complaint which is horrible <laughs> Sure. Like when, when you're doing the rankings, what, um, what what do you look at and say, this is important for families with children. This makes a resort friendly for children. I hate to say it because it's a high end resort, um, (laughs) that most people can't afford. Um, but when I visited the Four Seasons at Waters in the Wood, the very fact that they had a free kids program all day long. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. That made me feel that, oh, maybe I don't want to go to the park. Huh. That was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they had, a, they had a private beach for parents, they had a family beach for families, and then they had a kids program. But the kids program was beyond anything you could possibly imagine. And I didn't, unfortunately, have the time to do what I would have liked to do. I, I run around taking pictures. I swam one lap in the lazy river. And then, you know, it was over. But I think, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would look at. If on the high end, that's what you want to spend, that's great. On the lower end, I would really go back and think, what is it that my children like most? What is it that I want to achieve with my children? And I think uh, being together um, is probably the most important part. I'm a single mom since my son is five. And being able to spend time with him in any resort, including a very reasonably uh, priced resort would be on top of my list before even entering a park. Okay, so you're you say that you would you look for a reasonably priced value hotel first. That's your priority in planning a Disney vacation for family. Is that what you are, are saying? That's what us? I'm saying because yeah. I really don't think that my book or anybody's books are needed for people who are planning a vacation that costs 
that's about three thousand dollars a day. Right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I uh, I have a question for you. Okay, yeah. this is a good one. We we've got a family of five. I've got three little boys, and mm -hmm. so if I'm gonna if I'm determined to stay on site, where would you send me? Where, what would you say? Would you say because you have just said that value is your number one priority. Okay, so are you telling me that you would, where where would you lead my family? Would be my question. May I ask you how old the young ones are? Yeah, they're eleven, nine, and seven. Well, I I say that if it is on property, I would say go to Art of Animation. Okay, so you like Art of Animation? Okay, well, what about the the cost there? Is 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 that? It's it's expensive, but oh, yeah. it's the value resort. So if you want to go a little bit higher than that, I would, and, and depending what your children really like, I would say go to Fort Wilderness Cabins. Okay, yeah, I like that. It's really expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, that's where we stay. Like, we really like that resort a lot. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's if good. you want to attempt to go outside. Okay. I mean, your older, older one probably won't like it that much, but the younger ones... I would try Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then if the, I, I don't know, again, I don't know your children overall. So I would think. They're very boyish. They're very alpha males. They're crazy boys. But does it have to be Disney only? Nah, we prefer, nah. but yeah, I'll, I'm listening to anything. You give me the advice. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> you wrote the book. You really did write the book. So you tell me. <laughs> Cabana Bay. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Yes, sir. Because okay. they're old enough to appreciate. And if they are anything into Harry Potter, just give them one day there. Oh, yeah. That's good advice. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. Rusty, you or Stephanie? I love it. I mean, many, many people tell me, how can you recommend it? And it's like, I love it. <laughs> it is, it's very I, nice. I've, I've stayed there. And it was wonderful. Oh, yeah. So I think Stephanie's got our next question. Stephanie? Okay. Hi. Stephanie. Hi. Okay, I have a great, great one. How does a touring plan help um, with kids? Oh, uh, well. Or does it? Do you feel like it's worth <laughs> it? It certainly does. I mean, it does only, of course, if, if you need that help. But um, the first and most important thing to determine when you do a touring plan is how old are your children? Right. Okay. So how old would the children be? Okay. Okay. Well, let's say I have an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. Okay. That's perfect. Um, I think that um, when you think about the little one, right? The little one is the one that has to wonder of everything that is Disney. The older one loves it, but, you know, he's a teenager. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, or preteen. Yeah, tween. And I think that I would try to combine the touring plan that we have that is called the Magic Kingdom two-day Sleepy head plan for parents with small children. And the reason why I would choose that is because it would 
combine the needs of the small guy with the sleeping needs of the twin. It's nice to be together and right. and, and they will enjoy it. And uh, there's plenty of things you can do to alleviate. Um, I mean, when I think of Dumbo is a great example. If you pop your little one on Dumbo, your older one can go and check out. You just give him a mission. Tell him, go and check out how long it takes to go to Ariel. Go and check out how long it takes to go on the on, on the seven mile train. That's good advice. It we've we've done that before. It doesn't matter that you know it all already. Yes. But you know it will give him or her feeling that he or she is appreciated. And then if you really exchange at the end of the day or the next day, like as much as you feel comfortable with, right. that he or she can go on their own. I think it's a it's a good medicine. <laughs> it's okay. a good system. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: We're getting ready to plan one of our trips. We're going to be going during spring break, and uh, we know and we know Christmas is coming up. And so these are two very busy weeks. But we know that there's always going to be people who are going to plan on going during that time because that's when they get off and that's when they have availability to come. <laughs> What's a good? Um, what would you give advice for a family who's going during the Christmas or spring break or even a Fourth of July week? of helping them navigate the parks? All right. I think number one would be a reality check. Reality check in the sense of it's hot. Right. Terribly hot. So if the family is not coming from an area where it's terribly hot, that's <laughs> number one. Okay. And then if at all possible, try to plan as many days as you can to be there. And the reason why I'm saying that is that you then, let's say you can plan six days. Right. And only Disney, I'm not talking Universal or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But that out of those six days, you could carve twice to even three times, half days, not doing anything planned. Right. That would be a good idea. People are very quickly tired. You know, I mean, from where you and I am, it's not a big deal, Alabama. We are used to the heat. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I personally love it. But um, it, it's not the same thing with children. Children, um, even... Even though they are from here or from anywhere else where it's hot, they don't listen, they don't drink. That's a big problem. Right. They get very cranky after a while. So I think if you only have the main days, the main holidays, the main summer days, be prepared. Be prepared to also just scale it down. Say, why do I need to tell little children that there are four parks and two water parks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the grown-up. Yeah. You tell them what is out there. And the reason why I'm saying this is it reminds me of my very, very first visit to Walt Disney World. And yes, it was in the summer. 
and my son was three years old. And the big deal was meeting Cinderella. And Cinderella at that time still met at the castle without you having to pay a fortune to meet her during lunch or dinner or breakfast for now. So I stood there for about 40 minutes waiting to have my turn with Cinderella. And my baby was in the stroller. And there she comes, all beautiful, and the child is totally asleep. And she looks at me and she said, what are you going to do? And I said, nothing, you know, I don't want to wake him up. <laughs> Just give me your answer. You know, he wanted to meet her. And, and, and Cinderella said to me, don't wake him up. I said, that's great. That was my intention. <laughs> but what shall I tell him once I'm done with you? And she said, go to the parade. And that was a morning meeting. Go to the parade at 3 o'clock and tell him to look at the float and I will wave to him oh. and I will wave just for him. Of course I knew it wasn't going to be the same Cinderella. Did it work? Yes, it did. Oh, yeah, that, that was great. The child slept. He didn't get on my nerves. We went to the parade. I remember that I gave him a Mickey um, ice cream that dripped all over his clothes. <laughs> and then when Cinderella came, he said, Mommy, Mommy, it's like what you said. She is waving just at me. And I think that is what parents have to remember, no matter what they do. May it be their resort vacation, may it be their park visits. You're the grown-up. Keep a little it. Right. Well, hey, we're going to take a uh, a break on this show, and we're just mm -hmm. gonna we're going to record another show with you, Lillian. Uh, oh, we're <laughs> we're going to be back with Lillian next week. But I'm going to give a little bit of a tease because I I told you before the show I took issue with one thing in your book. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live a whole week without knowing. Yes. Well, I'm <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to give you the chance to formulate your answer while we switch over to, to get ready for show number two. But the question is this. You gave the circle of life at Epcot three and a half stars, okay? But you only gave the country bear jamboree three <laughs> stars. So my question to you, which you will answer next week, is justify that to me, a fan of the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, I have plenty of answers for that. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Rusty's going it's to... It's always good when you can blame your caller. <laughs> All right. Well, well Rusty, uh, Rusty, uh, do you have any information for our listeners? No. Hey, you can always uh, contact us at podcast at wdwforfamilies.com or check us out on Facebook or Twitter at WDW for Families. Okay, and Lillian will be back with us next week. And remember, you're never too old to wish upon a star. Thank you for downloading today's show. Be sure to visit our website, wdwforfamilies.com. If you have a comment, question, or need help planning your trip to Disney, call us at 877-WDW4FAM or email us at podcast at wdwforfamilies.com.